Well, hey, good morning, Propel Church. Pastor Nick here. I wanted to say thanks so much for tuning in with us for this online worship experience. Today, we are kicking off a brand new series called Subject to Change. Now, sometimes life inevitably throws you and I a curveball. There's things that we expect to happen. There's things that maybe we want to happen. And this series is designed to help you and I figure out how do we navigate life when life inevitably happens. And so I'm excited that you're uh, joining us today. I don't believe it's any coincidence that you and I would have to kick off a, get the opportunity. We don't have to, we get to kick off a brand new series called Subject to Change on the weekend where we have to change all of our plans. Now, shortly after Tori and I planted Propel Church, we had some major life situations happen. We had started the church and things were going well, but I ended up tearing one of my Achilles. And a major foot injury with being a portable church is a major setback. And as we were kind of going through that season, I remember reading this verse over and over. It's Jeremiah 29, 11, which says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Now, when you read that verse, you and I see that God has a great plan for us, that there's purpose, that there's promise in it. But what do you do when you don't feel like his plan for you is there to actually prosper you? Like, what do you do when you feel like the plan that God has is kind of harmful? See, I was in this position, and in 2016, I had torn one of my Achilles, and then in the healing process, ended up tearing the other one, and had to have two reconstructive surgeries in the same year. 2016 was the year where I had to learn how to walk all over again. And I remember the days and nights of pure pain. I remember the days where uh, when I started walking again, we would celebrate because I was taking steps forward. But then the following day, I would be laid up in bed with my feet up because it was so incredibly painful. I couldn't even move. And what I want to share with you today are some things that God was teaching me through that process. Because I believe no matter what season of life or stage of life you're in, uh, you can learn something. And while I was asking God to change my circumstance, really what God wanted to do was change me. He wanted to change my heart to shift my perspective. And in that season, I believe the biggest thing that God taught me was flexibility. And so I want to talk to you and maybe impart to you today some secrets and some blessings that come when you and I are flexible. I love this. We, we jokingly say this as a staff. Blessed are the flexible, for when they bend, they do not break. I believe flexibility is a really crucial thing for your life. Maybe you've heard it this way. Uh, blessed are the flexible, for when they bend, they won't get bent out of shape. And so whatever season you're in in life, flexibility is really important. And here's one of the main reasons. Because a lack of flexibility reveals that we trust our plan more than God's plan. Let me say it one more time. Lack of flexibility reveals that we trust our plan more than God's plan. When I was in that season and was really rigid and kind of frustrated, I realized that I didn't trust the plan that God had for me. I trusted the plan that I had for me. 
And because the plan that I had for me didn't line up with my current situation in life, I was incredibly frustrated. I was angry and truthfully, a little bit disappointed. So I want to teach you some things on flexibility. If you have a Bible, go with me to Luke chapter 5. If you don't have a Bible, it's going to be available right below me. And as we're reading this, we're going to read out of the Amplified Translation this morning. This is what it says in Luke chapter 5, verse 36. It says this, He also told them a parable. No one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and puts it on an old one. Otherwise, he will both tear the new and the piece from the new will not match the old. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new fermenting wine uh, will expand and burst the wineskins and it will be spilled out and the skins will be ruined. But the new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no one, after drinking the old wine, wishes for the new. For he says, the old is fine. I love the amplified version of this passage because it uses the word fresh wineskins. Which means that these wineskins not are just new, but are renewed wineskins. And for every person who follows Jesus, you will go through a renewal process. And so if you're not familiar with what a wineskin maker would do to renew wineskins, there's a three-step process that they would use. Uh, The first one is if there was a, uh, let's just for the purpose of this message, say that there's an old crusty wineskin, right? The wineskin maker takes that wineskin and the first thing he does to make it fresh again is he soaks it in water. The the wineskin maker will place it in water, and in Scripture, water represents the Word. It represents the the Spirit of God. And as you and I are spending time in God's Word and we're soaking up His truth, we're on track to become fresh again. The the second thing, and and with this wineskin maker, as he places it in water, um, it was placed in water until it was ready. I think sometimes you and I prematurely step out of the water of God. But if we stay in, we're on track to become fresh. The second thing that he does is he pours oil out onto the wineskins. And oil represents a a move of the Spirit that we find all throughout Scripture. And what you and I need to do is make sure that we're allowing the Spirit to move freely through our lives because it's when the Spirit is moving that you and I are going to experience life changes where we experience renewal, blessing, and favor. So that moves. And then the third part of the wineskin renewal process is that the master wineskin maker rubs that new oil into all the cracks and broken pieces of that old wineskin. What we say here at Propel Church is we want you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. The things that you've gone through in life, the cracks that you currently see, if you get into God's process, if you are ready to receive new or become fresh again, you can experience a restoration of all those broken pieces. And so that's really important. I love what that does. And a wineskin is really incredible because a wineskin has the ability to be extremely flexible. 
In fact, a wineskin's entire capacity is determined based on its flexibility. And I believe as we start looking at what God wants to do in our life, as we start looking at what is coming from God, you and I have to be flexible because your ability to receive what God wants to do in you is based on the flexibility you have now. So the next point that I have for you this morning is uh, some of the challenges that you have in life are not problems to be solved, but tensions to be managed. I think if you're anything like me, when you experience some hardships in life or maybe some frustrating things, the first response, the natural reaction is to want to just fix everything. Come on, where are my fixers at? Right? Like I'm a... I'm a fixer. I love to step in and fix things and, and make things work. Here's the issue. There's going to be some problems that you just simply can't fix. There's going to be some transition seasons that you go through where you're stretched from one place to the other, and you're not going to be able to fix the problem, but rather you're going to have to manage some tensions in life. And I believe if you want God to experience, if you want to experience the new things that God has for you, there's three primary tensions that I want you to manage. And so the first one is this, we must become comfortable being uncomfortable. We must become comfortable being uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but for me, uh, God has never grown me in seasons of comfort. In fact, when I look throughout scripture, it's in the uncomfortable moments that we actually see God not only begin to do a new work, but begin to redeem and restore and allow people to step into their purpose. Luke chapter 5, verse 39, he, he says this, And no one after drinking old wine wishes for new, for he says, the old is fine. Now the purpose of this passage of scripture is, is not to promote old wine. It's, it's actually to promote you and I to become flexible vessels so that we're ready to receive the new wine that God has for us. But our natural tendency is to love what's old because it's comfortable. People love old wine because truthfully, new wine can be abrasive, it can be bitter, it can be hard to swallow. And let me just be honest, sometimes when God wants to do something new or fresh in your life, it's a little bit abrasive. He's not checking your timeline. He's coming in hot and he's coming in fast. And, and, and if you and I are so set on being comfortable, we might miss out on being a part of a move of God because we loved our comfort more than we loved the comforter. I think that God isn't concerned with your comfort or my comfort because in John 14, 26, he said he gave us a comforter. He calls the Holy Spirit a, a comforter for you and I. And so as followers of Jesus, let me just encourage you with this. Become comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's in the uncomfortable seasons that you and I will experience a move of God, a fresh wind of God, because God is shaping us and molding us to become more and more like him. Comfort in worldly things for you and I is really easy to create a sense of dependency on the things of this world. And what God wants for you and I to be completely dependent on is Him. And it's not because He needs us to be dependent on Him, but because He has a plan for us. 
And it's a plan to prosper us, not to harm us. So become comfortable being uncomfortable. The second thing is this. We must become conveniently inconvenienced. We must conveniently become inconvenienced. Um, The new is typically inconvenient. At the start of this week, we were planning, preparing, processing all of the stuff with the coronavirus. In fact, Monday, the thought of canceling church wasn't even on our radar. The new, this new thing that's happening is a little bit inconvenient. However, um, I was looking at this situation as an inconvenience until I got on a phone call with another pastor friend and, and he just simply challenged me, what if this is a new thing that God is going to use to bring more people to Jesus? Well, at the time, I'll be honest, I was thinking about my schedule and all the problems it would cause for me, but this isn't a problem to be solved. This is a new tension to be managed. It's a new thing that God's doing, and if I want to be a part of the new thing, I've got to be inconveniently, my schedule's got to be inconvenienced. My life is going to be inconvenienced. If I want to experience new things, I've got to be okay with an interruption to what I've regularly scheduled. See, a wineskin maker is working on wineskins while grapes are still being developed. I think if you and I look at the process, so so if the wineskin maker just, if the wine was being prepared, grapes are growing, and then after the wine was ready, he went, man, I should really start preparing a, 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 a vessel to hold this one. The wine would actually go bad. But while the grapes are growing, while things are going on behind the scenes, the wineskin maker is at work to ensure that a vessel is ready to receive the new thing that's coming. And I think that's how God works. I believe that God is got some things going on behind the scenes. He's working out things on our behalf. And what you and I have to make sure we're doing is we are in the preparation process, that we're becoming the vessel that's needed to steward the new thing that God has coming. What if the inconveniences or the interruptions that you currently have in your life are actually divine opportunities for you to step into God's plan and purpose for your life? What if every inconvenient thing that you saw right now in this season, whether it's home quarantine or it's a new opportunity at work, what if it wasn't an interruption, but it was actually the way God is opening the door for you and I? See, we have to, as followers of Jesus, if we're going to be new wine people, if we're going to experience all that God has, we've got to be conveniently inconvenienced. I don't want to spend my life frustrated by what I see as an interruption if it's really part of God's plan to prosper me and not to harm me. You and I, uh, most of the time, we end up praying for new. We go, God, 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 I want you to do a new thing. I want you to do a new work in my life. But truthfully, when something new is going to come, God's going to have to shake the tree of what's current. Look, look at what John 15, 1 through 2 says. He says, I'm the true vine and my father's the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. I don't know about you, but it's not always 
convenient for God to prune me. It's not convenient for God. And truthfully, uh, God doesn't clear pruning with me first. He's not like, hey, I want to remove this thing from your life. Are you good with that? No, when God wants to do it, we've given him free reign and permission to cut off the things that don't bear fruit because it's not working and to cut back the things that do bear fruit so that the vessel, my heart, my life, my posture is to have space for new relationships, a new schedule, new priorities. I want to be ready for the new. But the tendency for wineskins after a period of time is to become stiff and tight, which is why I want to share this third point with you, and it's this. We must become naturally supernatural. So we're going to become comfortably uncomfortable. We're going to become conveniently inconvenienced, and we must become naturally supernatural. Romans 8, 11 says this, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living within you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. When you say yes to Jesus, the spirit of God lives within you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that operates in power, in boldness, and authority, lives inside of you and I, giving us the opportunity to make decisions in a new way. Giving you and I an opportunity to live differently, to think differently, to walk differently. So my challenge for you and for me is, are we walking in a manner worthy of the spirit that we've received? One of the greatest things you can do as you're entering into new seasons with new wine is to listen to the voice of God inside of you. Your life and my life should reflect him. I don't want my feelings, I don't want my emotions or my flesh to be the thing that dictates or guides the decisions of my life. I want the Spirit of God to be guiding me because the Spirit of God is going to lead me into the plans and purposes of God. And one of the uh, terms used in Scripture for for hard-headed people is this idea of being stiff-necked. And it comes from this term of of, uh, uh, plowing on an ox or, or having an animal that you want to turn one direction, but it refuses to go that direction. I think sometimes you and I wear busyness and we wear uh, being hard-headed or stubborn as a badge of honor, but it's not a badge of honor to God. Obedience is a badge of honor. Obedience to the Spirit of God is the way that you and I stay flexible and ready for whatever new thing God wants to do in our life. So you may be thinking, just like me right now, what, what, what's the next season of church look like? What is this coronavirus going to do to the economy? What's it going to do uh, to my regular schedule or to my life? And the answer is, I have no clue. But here's what I know. I'm going to become comfortable being uncomfortable. I'm going to conveniently become inconvenienced. And I'm going to naturally live supernatural. Because my hope is not in this world, but in the things, the plans, and the purposes of God. For he knows the plans that he has for me and their plans to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me hope and a beautiful future. 
Let me pray for us. Father, we love you so much, and we thank you for the opportunity to worship together, to pray and to come and really just get to hear from you today. God, there's some people right now who are listening to this that don't have a relationship with you. And so, Father, if that's where they're at today, if you're watching this right now and you, uh, you're you the one that's still in control of your life, when the, the master wineskin maker is not involved in your process at all, but you want to give control of your life to God, you want to find hope, peace, and purpose that surpasses all understanding, I simply right now, wherever you're at, want you to say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I place my hope and trust in you. Thank you for dying in my place so that I can have new life. In Jesus' name, amen. And for those of you who are watching this and and, and you are in a season of, of just becoming uncomfortable and your inconvenience, let me pray a special prayer over you. So Father, right now I pray uh, for flexibility to be on every single one of our hearts, that we would be open to whatever new thing you're doing, whatever new plan you have for us. And God, I pray anything that's in our life that stands in the way of that, we would break down, that we would allow you to do what only you can do. God, mold us, shape us, create in us a beautiful vessel ready to receive all that you have. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said amen and amen.